good evening to my in-the-dark listeners. I don't know if it's day or night, wherever you are, but hello to you all just the same. Uh, I want to read you guys some stories that I had come across that were really fascinating to me. I don't know if you guys caught these, but there were some things that came up, and I I wanted to share these with you because they were like recent stuff, and it's pretty mind-blowing. It's it's really mind-blowing. There's one story that came up. It was it says man reports cover up of winged creature sighting at O'Hare International Airport. This is dated January sixth, two thousand twenty-two. Some pretty freaky stuff. <clears throat> Manuel Neverett, I think that's how you pronounce his name, of UFO Clearinghouse received a report recently from a man claiming to be an employee at O'Hare International Airport in Chicago, Illinois, who said that around 11.30 p.m. on December 30, 2021, he and two of his fellow employees saw three black, red-winged, I'm sorry, red-eyed winged creatures while working near a hangar. Now this is, this takes you really into the Mothman sightings. I mean, this is, in a lot of ways, what it sounds like it could be, but, I mean, you never know. But there wasn't one. There was three of them. Although the man claimed that he and another employee recorded the event, he said that airport officials required them to delete the videos. Of course they did. I was working this weekend on Thursday, 12-30-2021, at the American Airlines aircraft hangar at about 11.30 at night. I was outside with about three other individuals. We were in the process of bringing a 777-200 into the hangar to get some maintenance done on one of the engines. I don't know how you, pr- you pronounce that, the name of that plane, but that's just how it's written, so bear with me there. This was a routine that we did almost daily on a variety of planes at this particular hangar. As we were hooking up the plane to the tug to move it and communicating with each other, I looked up and saw three large black creatures over by the parking lot. They were about seven feet tall each, and they were just staring right at us. They're always seven feet tall or above. I yelled out to Carlos, and he tells Robert, and all three of us are looking straight at these things when one of them opens what looks like a look what look like large black wings and shoots off into the sky, followed by the others, all three making a sort of screeching sound as they take off. A few seconds later, a security vehicle comes screaming up through the driveway and stops, and some white chubby security person runs out with his flashlight and starts checking the area. He's shortly joined by three other trucks and a couple of supervisors that I recognize from staff meetings. I looked over, and Robert is doing the same thing I am doing and recording this on his phone, and I know that both of us had to have gotten a glimpse of these creatures right as they took off. One of the supervisors came up to us and told us to stop recording and to put our phones away or she would report us to our supervisors. 
the area where these things were has to have at least four different cameras. At least two are in plain sight for all to see. After about an hour, we were approached by the same supervisor, our immediate supervisor, and three other men and told to go into the break room and remain in there and not to talk to anyone. They came in about 10 minutes in after about 10 minutes and said that we were not to talk to anyone in regards to what we saw and that they were requiring us to send them the video we had shot on our phones and then delete the video off of our phones or we would be immediately terminated. <laughs> when we demanded that we see our union stored first, we were told this was a matter of internal security and that this superseded the authority of the union. We attempted to argue and were then told in a raised voice that we would not be allowed to leave without the deletion of the video in our phones. I did not want to lose my job after eight years, especially when the benefits and pay were really good. So I sent my video to the supervisor's phone and in front of her and the and the others deleted the video. We were told that we were to keep this to ourselves and were not to speak to anyone or we could lose our jobs. Well, after a lot of consideration, they can kiss my butt. I'm just putting that nicely. And I decided to write to you about what happened. I cannot just sit back and get told to keep something a secret just because they want to keep lining their pockets. I called and asked my union steward, and he told me he would look into it and get back to me. I've yet to hear back from him. These people aren't playing around. They have checked in on us at least twice, and I have also heard from others who have seen the same thing, that they were told to stay quiet or risk losing their jobs. God forbid anybody would tell the truth. So many people have been threatened with being fired if they told their story. What you hear reported are just a small, it's just a small piece of these things. Navarrete said he was able to interview the man who claimed to be an eight-year maintenance employee tasked with performing mainly routine maintenance on a variety of planes flown by American Airlines and its various subsidiaries. According to Navarrete, the witness described the work as routine and had performed it without incident prior to the encounter. He told the investigator that the entities all looked the same, were about seven feet tall, thin in stature, and jet black in color, with eyes that appeared to be light red. Despite it being nighttime, the beings stood out against the background, since they were completely black compared to the rest of the area, which was illuminated by artificial lights. The man then described the encounter again to Navarrete, this time in great, greater detail, according to the investigator. The witness stated that they were in the process of hooking up a plane to a tug to tow into the hangar for maintenance when he turned to his right and saw the entities standing there next to the chain-link fence that separated the tarmac from the parking lot. He stated that they were staring directly at him and his co-workers, and that is when he called out to his co-workers, who immediately noticed the entities. He said he pulled out his camera and started to record the entities, which he claims he got about a minute of video of, before the entities took flight. 
The witness stated the middle one took off first, followed by the other two. The witness said that security showed up within a few seconds of the entities taking flight and were quickly followed by American Airlines personnel who appeared to be supervisors. These supervisors instructed the witness and his co-workers to immediately stop recording and to return back to work. How do you even instruct somebody to do that after that? Just act like it's nothing, you know? Pretend you didn't see what you saw that's like mind-bending, you know, that could put people into shock or something that could give them, you know, the PTSD. It's just crazy stuff. The witness and his co-workers brought the plane into the hangar and were proceeding to do the required maintenance when they were again approached by the supervisors and told to report to the break room and await the supervisors there. I really wish that people would, would stop and send these videos to themselves somewhere else or to a friend or something, back it up before they just, you know, walk into a place and get put on the spot where they're forced to, you know, delete the stuff. I mean, they need to have some kind of backup before they do that. So if you ever have a sighting, make sure you back it up. So they were not to talk to or engage with anyone else until the supervisors got there. When the supervisors arrived, they were joined by other American Airlines executives, and the witness and his co-workers were told to not talk about this incident to anyone, and that they needed to forward the video they shot to the supervisors, and then immediately delete the video from their phones in front of the supervisors and executives. They were told that they would not be allowed to leave the break room until they had done so. When the witness and his co-workers asked to speak to their union steward regarding what they were being asked to do, they were told that, the superseded, that this superseded the union, and there was nothing the union would be able to do to help them, and this was a matter, matter of internal security. The witness reluctantly forwarded and deleted the video out of fear of losing his job seniority, and benefits, as did his co-workers. Navarrete then said the man told him that when he and his co-workers approached the union about this incident, they were told that the union would look into the incident and get back to them. However, Navarrete added, to date the union has not followed up with the witness and has not responded to inquiries about the incident by the, by the witness. They wouldn't. There's nothing they can do about that. This is... If they if they use the the term you know internal security and stuff like that they're not gonna they're not gonna get anywhere with that. The witness told Navarrete that the airline has taken a very aggressive stance against witnesses in regards to these sightings. Wow, and that many witnesses have either been terminated, laid off, or reassigned to other workstations in order to keep these sightings under wraps. Wow. So this is literally a cover-up. Furthermore, the man said employees have been warned against speaking about these sightings or they could face disciplinary action up to and including immediate termination. This is an ongoing, ongoing occurrence. He told Navarrete that he had heard that many of the same employees who were present at the reported July 22nd sighting at O'Hare have either been terminated 
or laid off, and that those who were let go were meant to act as an example to others to encourage them not to talk about their sightings. You can't not talk about this. This is stuff that can break people's mind. They have to talk about this. How could they expect them not to? Navarrett found this most recent witness credible and is currently attempting to reach out to any former employees involved in winged creature sightings. He said he will keep everyone updated as the investigation continues. It is my opinion that the witness is being truthful and this incident merits further investigation and I will be forwarding this case to our partners at the Phantoms and Monsters Fortune Research Team for follow-up investigation, he said. I didn't even know there was any such thing as Phantoms and Monsters Fortune Research Team. Wow. You learn something every day. The reported July 22nd sighting mentioned by this witness has proven to be a contentious topic with additional anonymous reports coming in after the initial encounter was reported, one which went to MUFON, Mutual UFO Network. MUFON ultimately closed their investigation after losing contact with the witness who had submitted the report to them. That witness then reportedly went on to discuss their case with UFO Clearinghouse instead. The events surrounding the July 22nd incident were reported to be very similar to those described above. These are two different sightings, guys including a darkly colored winged creature seen near O'Hare's cargo area and claims of a security response to the incident. O'Hare International Airport has been the epicenter of recent winged humanoid sightings in the Lake Michigan Mothman investigation, with over a dozen sighting reports coming from the airport itself since August of 2019 and many more reported in the surrounding communities. Reports from the larger investigation have come from every state bordering Lake Michigan and date back to 1957. This report constitutes the latest news in a string of Mothman sightings from within a few hundred mile radius surrounding Lake Michigan, including every state bordering the Great Lake. These sightings ostensibly began in the spring of 2017, but more historical accounts are being reported as more people become aware of the phenomenon. They generally take place in the evening or at night, often in or near a park or natural area and around water. Surprise, surprise. And this is where most of the disappearances happen or people are found dead. Witnesses consistently describe a large gray, brown or black, bat or bird-like creature, although in a small number of cases the creature was described as insect-like, sometimes with glowing or reflective red, yellow, green, or orange eyes, and humanoid features such as arms and legs are often reported. Some witnesses have reported feeling intense fear and an aura of evil emanating from the creature they encountered. And you don't feel that for no reason, guys. Many of the sightings are also of something seen only briefly 
or are described only as a flying creature with few details, which leaves open the possibility that a misidentified large bird such as a heron or crane, I call bullshit, or some type of anom anomalous avian species could explain some, although certainly not all, of the encounters. A number of associated high strangeness incidents have also occurred alongside the creature sightings. These include reports of UFOs, other anomalous flying creatures, and mysterious humanoids, parapsychological phenomena, and bizarre events experienced by those investigating the sightings. So that was one of the stories that I ran into that was just crazy. And there was another. This was just in one day. Reports from the Void, Those Red Demon Eyes, December 15, 2021. The Singular Fortean Society received the following email titled Red Demon Eyes Sighting in May of 2021. Me and my cousin have seen those red demon eyes. We couldn't see any body as it was too dark, but we could see this huge thing with giant red fire-like eyes. It had an evil presence. We knew it was watching us before we saw it because we could feel the evil energy. This was in the evening at about 9 or 10 p.m. in the U.K. near Poltimore House in Exeter, Devon. It moved quietly and watched us go as we ran to our car, and it was still staring as we got in and left. Investigator Tobias Wayland replied to the email with a list of questions for the witness, but received no response. How could you how could you message somebody that and then when the person gets back to you, you don't respond back to them? It might be fear, I don't know. Reports of encounters similar to that described above are not unheard of in the UK and include such creatures as the Cornwall Owl Man. It's just like basically every creature that's ever been created has been somehow corrupted. The DNA has been taken and added to and corrupted by what I believe are the ETs, which I still believe are the fallen angels. I believe that the ETs are, were created, or possibly some of them are indeed the fallen angels or the watchers that fell. I mean, that was biblical. So now you have these beings that, you know, just took every creature that has ever been created and they've spliced into their DNAs and they've mixed it with other, you know, with humans, basically. And they've created all these different creatures and demons and whatever else they are. And like I said, demons is a word I just kind of use in general for anything that's like a dark entity. And they've just, you know, they're evil. I don't know if they all are, you know, but it's just very odd. You know, red eyes, horrible smells, feeling of dread, you know, that, that really, to me, that screams that our instinct or the angel that walks with us, supposedly we each have an angel that we're assigned to at birth and it walks with us through life. He or she is with us always. And, you know, possibly God himself, the Holy Spirit, you know, Jesus, 
our angel, whatever it is that gives us that, that message, you know, that this is bad, this is evil, you know, you have this horrible fear, sense of impending doom, that's something telling you that this is wrong, that this is bad, it's evil. And it just, I find it interesting that, you know, we, we have those, in, what we call instincts. So, the Cornwall Owlman is said to bear a strong resemblance to West Virginia and Lake Michigan's Mothman, with stories of the creature first surfacing in the 1970s, following a sighting by two teenage girls. It is described very similarly to its American cousin, complete with large wings and glowing eyes. Perhaps most recently, the Cornwall Owlman was reportedly encountered by UK paranormal <clears throat> investigator Mark Davies, who claimed to have captured the elusive creature on video during a 2019 investigation of the graveyard adjacent to St. Malnan and St. Stephen's Church in Malnan, Cornwall, England. Jeez. Cornwall is approximately 85 miles west of Devon in England. The county of Devon is known for a number of 14 mysteries, including unexplained noises said to haunt the city of Plymouth and a set of strange footprints found throughout Devon in 1855, including Exeter, which caused concern among the local populace due to their odd appearance and location. I'm going to, to take a short break here, guys. I will be right back. And I am back. Let's continue. Beyond those strange events, Devon is known in folklore for its population of pixies, fairies who can appear as little green folk adorned with bells, dapper old men dressed in white waistcoats, green stockings, and finely polished shoes, or even as hedgehogs. So apparently Devon would be maybe the place to be if you were a researcher for this type of stuff, or one of the places. Pretty fascinating stuff. Um, I know there was a spell there in Chicago back in 2017 where they had had several Mothman sightings. There was a guy that came out of a tavern, and he looked up and he said he saw a. it looked like a guy, a very tall guy with wings perched on top of a building. And it jumped off and it dipped down and it went back up and it was moving its wings and screeching and flew away. There was another man that was outside smoking a cigarette and he said he saw – this was all like at the same time. It was These were all – you know, appearances that were happening all together. And he was, uh, same time frame. He was just outside smoking and he looked up and there's this thing in the sky that was flying around. Um, and they said something about, you know, could it have been in a man that had a suit on? And he said, no, because it, it, you know, they don't, I mean, there's no jet pack in the back to, to help you propel or fly. You know, it doesn't, it didn't move stiffly. He said it, it, I mean, the wings, you know, moved and fluttered and, you know, and it was flying. And there was a woman that was walking her dog and it was like a cemetery area, I believe. 
And she said that she just kind of looked over to this one area and there was this man standing there that was seven feet high or taller, just jet black, had red eyes and his wings were folded, you know, just kind of down and he took off. And she said she had never, she had this sense of impending doom and had never been so afraid in her entire life. So these things happen. And there was also a police officer at that time too. They had seen a sighting of of um, what they, you know, deemed the Mothman at the same time this was happening in Chicago. So there's been, you know, some really crazy stories with this stuff. It's a creature that has been reported in the United States decades ago. It is said that the um, appearance of it can herald disaster. And that's what, when I was reading these stories today, I thought, my God, you know, you've got Mothman sightings at an airport now, and there's three of them. People would always classify it as a single sighting, that they would see the Mothman, you know, but you don't typically hear of them seeing Mothmen. Now, I don't know if these creatures at the airport were Mothmen. So I, I'm just, that's something I don't know, but it, it was just an interesting comparison. I mean, these could be completely different creatures. They could be just demons or something else. It's just there again, it seems like it's another creature that could have potentially been created by the watchers that, you know, they joined a human with some kind of a creature and they, they formed something, you know, entirely unique and different and potentially evil. I just don't know. So the first Mothman sighting occurred on November 12th in 1966 in the United States in Clendenin, West Virginia, when five grave diggers claimed to see a human-like figure soaring just above them in the autumn trees. Days later, on November 15th, in nearby Point Pleasant, West Virginia, a small city located on the meeting place of the Ohio and the Kanawha Rivers, two couples both spotted a white-winged human-sized creature with fiery eyes standing in front of their car headlights. Now, this is interesting because they... This creature wasn't black. It was white. So, I mean, this is kind of like the Sasquatch where some people see, you know, them, they're black or they're reddish color and others see white ones, especially I think it's in Pennsylvania that um, the white ones have been spotted the most. Um, Steve Malley was one of these witnesses. It was like a man with wings. He recounted to the Point Pleasant Register. It wasn't anything like you'd seen on TV or in a monster movie, he said. Another witness, Roger Scarberry, described the creature as having red eyes about two inches in diameter and six inches apart. Scarberry said that he, had he seen the creature by himself, he wouldn't have said anything, but there were four of them who saw it. The sightings continued for months throughout the Point Pleasant area. The mystery and fear surrounding the strange bird-like monster came to a head on December 15, 1967, with the tragic collapse of the Silver Bridge. Forty-six people died when the bridge, which connected the city with Gallipolis, Ohio, collapsed during rush hour. The destruction was blamed on a dysfunctional eye bar, in the suspension chain, but some locals felt that something more more sinister was at play, 
and that it might be connected to the recent reports of the eerie creature. They even have, in Point Pleasant, they have a statue of the Mothman. I believe it's on, um, I think it's on Main Street. Theories arose that Point Pleasant might have been a portal to an alternate realm and that the Mothman creature, coupled with reports of UFOs, poltergeists, and bizarre light phenomenons in the area, was somehow connected to the Silver Bridge tragedy. Some wondered if the Mothman was responsible for the Silver Bridge destruction. Others hypothesized that, despite the Mothman's frightening appearance, he might have been sent to warn the town of impending tragedy. A little hard to believe that if it is demonic or something of a, you know, evil nature, that it would be sent to warn anybody. He might just be there to cause it. As the legend grew, the question surrounding Mothman's intentions remained, and so has public fascination with the mysterious creature. <laughs> public fear is more like it. The Point Pleasant incidents have been recounted in various media, including the 1975 book The Mothman Prophecies that I mentioned, written by John Keel, who was on assignment in West Virginia during the height of the Mothman phenomenon. The 2002 movie adaptation of the same name, in the 2002 book by cryptozoologist Lauren Coleman, Mothman and Other Curious Encounters. As the Mothman story gained notoriety in pop culture, rumors of other times when the beast appeared prior to tragedy striking began to swirl. On April 26, 1986, in the Soviet Union, the world's worst nuclear disaster occurred when an explosion took place during a routine, routine systems test of Reactor 4 at the Chernobyl nuclear plant. The nearby town of Pripyat served as a base for the first responders, but was later evacuated due to the presence of harmful radiation. In the decades following the disaster, rumors have flown on cryptozoology inclined corners of the internet that Chernobyl workers and residents of Pripyat saw something very eerie in the days prior to the explosion. Reportedly, a bizarre winged creature was seen flying over the town on numerous occasions. Guys, people don't just make this up. I mean, come on. The people that saw this creature, you can't tell me that every one of them is like a mothman crazy nut that, you know, follows this legend and, you know, and, and oh, they're just going to make it up. You know, like these are people that are like mothers and fathers and pastors and policemen and stuff that they see a creature and they report it. They're not thinking moth mothman when they're, you know, something horrible happens. And, and then you're not just having one account. You're having several of them like all around the area. I mean, you can't tell me that this is just made up. A few workers at Chern Chernobyl also allegedly saw the same creature. These are workers at Chernobyl allegedly saw the same creature hovering over the plant. Even stranger, those who claimed to have seen the creature were reportedly plagued by nightmares and harassed by incessant threatening phone calls thereafter. They were kept track of so that suddenly they, what, they just, the men in black started harassing them? I mean, that's crazy. Many, like, it's going to keep people from talking. I mean, honestly, get real. 
Many claimed the creature resembled a man-like bird with red eyes, and some came to refer to it as the Black Bird of Chernobyl. Was the Black Bird of Chernobyl the same creature as the one seen prior to the Silver Bridge disaster? Or was it, as some have suggested, merely a rare black stork? And that is about a joke. Honestly. 9-11, following the terrorist attacks on the World Trade Center on September 11, 2001, rumors emerged that witnesses reported seeing a large crane-like figure in the vicinity of the towers five days prior to the attack. It had been 31 years since any such sighting of Mothman in North America had happened. On the day of the horrific attack, Mothman was reported to have appeared again, some claiming they could see his face through clouds of smoke and debris. I-35 West bridge collapse. There was also a Mothman sighting. Freakish, freakishly enough, another sighting of Mothman was noted at the site of a bridge collapse. At rush hour on August 1st, 2007, a bridge on Interstate 35 in Minneapolis, Minnesota, gave way at its center. Thirteen people died and nearly 145 were injured in its fall. Reports trickled in that a Mothman-like figure started appearing near the bridge about a month prior to its collapse. Skeptics dismissed the creature as a large heron or crane, but some Mothman believers began to theorize that Mothman could possibly be a paranormal entity rather than a cryptid. Could he have arrived to warn of the impending disaster? I mean, what is that? How can you even say that? Like, how would you guess? So you see a Mothman and you're, you actually have convinced yourself that because there's a sighting, he's warning of impending disaster. But how would you guess where the disaster is going to be? You know, unless it's only hanging around the area that the disaster is going to take place. So if you see a Mothman and it's typically being spotted in, in one area, I would really be careful of that area, I guess. Could he have arrived to warn of the impending danger or was he present to prepare for the bridge's collapse? guess we don't know. On April 10th, 2009, residents of La Junta in the Mexican state of, I'm not going to pronounce this right, Chihuahua, began noticing a strange creature in their midst. He was very tall and hairy with two expansive wings and wide bloodshot eyes. One young student even reported that the creature chased him relentlessly. Hmm. Those were 15 minutes of maximum despair, said the student, who chose to remain anonymous during the interview. Why would he chase somebody? That's, that's fascinating. I've never heard of the Mothman actually chasing a person. It was during this time that the area began to see a rise ooh, in swine flu cases tied to the ongoing 2009 outbreak. Two other witnesses by the names of Angela Mendez and Viviana Ledesma claimed to have heard the creature in an apple orchard near Minaka, Minaka Cemetery. Some believers theorize that the creature terrifying the residents of Chihuahua was in fact the Mothman. 
So what is the Mothman really? Is it a monster bent on wreaking destruction on Earth? Is it a supernatural force sent to warn of impending danger somehow? Is it a conflation of various local myths and animal sightings? We may never know for sure, but it's clear that the fearsome creature is a source of fascination for many half a century after the first sighting. So they have a festival even for the Mothman in Point Pleasant as well as the statue they have. It's funny how we always get these, you know, these celebrations of these creatures, like the Bigfoot statues they have, like in Colorado and places. It, it, it may not be something to truly celebrate. You know, these creatures could be taking and abducting people, children, you know, eating them. You know, these things are showing up and horrible destruction follows and we erect statues of them and we have festivals to celebrate them. That's a little weird. It's a little odd. So I didn't plan on doing a Mothman episode tonight. It just kind of fell in my lap when I read, um, read those two sightings. I'm going to do some more checking. I wanted to do some more research on the uh, Exeter and Devon, some of the, the lore there. I, I've done some things on that before, but I didn't really get really deep into it. I'd like to get deeper into that, into that location and find out every detail about that I, that I can. Life is hard. And so many times we find ourselves always caught up in the negative and the bad. And in some cases, face to face with real evil beings. Don't forget the beauty of life, guys. To focus on the positive, no matter how hard or scary things get. You know, find your tribe, your support group, or others like-minded. That's important. And always try to find the good with the bad. Focus on your blessings and positivity. Don't let this... The darkness and, you know, the dark evil forces take you away. Like, don't let it win. You know, just really focus on the good as much as you can. Take walks, you know, listen to some good, clean stuff. Beautiful music, you know, read a good, uplifting book or poetry or, you know, something. You know, listen to the cello and the violin and the piano on YouTube instead of raunchy jokes and, you know, acid rock and all the satanic crap that's floating around out there. Get acquainted with good, positive people that are good people, that are decent and have values and morals and ethics. Sit in front of a fire with a hot cup of tea while reading a good book something. You know, remember these dark forces win because we allow most of it. They feed off of and therefore create negativity. The world is filled with it. It's their food source, their power. They're parasitic. Don't let them win. Fight it with love and positivity and finding the beauty and blessings in life. That's how you want to fight it, you know.
There's just way too much negativity. I want to say something about my relationship and walk with God. Something's been weighing on my conscience. I can't say it's the Lord. I think it's it's more me. It's the way I feel when I'm doing some of this stuff, you know. Sometimes as you're doing shows like this and you're talking to and forming relationships or friendships along the way with so many different people who have different beliefs or viewpoints and many are so open-minded, you feel yourself getting a bit lost along the way of your own beliefs or and sometimes those beliefs or thoughts can change or they can fluctuate according to things you learn or hear about. We have been programmed and lied to so much and things covered up, hidden from us, etc. I just want everyone to know that no matter what, I stand with the Lord. I throw things out there. We're here to learn, to find the truth, or as much of it as we can. Our world isn't what we've been led to believe. I talk to the Lord about all this often. I pray. I ask for guidance and the truth, for discernment, for forgiveness. If anything I say or throw out there to all of you could be misleading and for a way to not mislead, you know, this is tricky stuff. It really is. Sometimes it's very confusing. And it's upsetting. It's very upsetting and controversial and especially difficult if you are firm in your beliefs and feel it could be contrary to what the Bible teaches us, if you're a Christian especially. But you have to look at what the Bible does teach us. It's all in there, guys. Giants, angels, fallen angels, demons, watchers who fell and created creatures of nightmare. And it goes on and on. It's all supernatural. The Bible is a supernatural book. Our God is a supernatural being. And he's told us that this stuff exists. And now we find ourselves in so many, so many of us in incidences where we're face to face with these creatures. And we're told that we deal with this every single day. We're told that these creatures don't rest. That they're all around us at all times. And we are to put on the full armor of God every day when we wake up and guard ourselves and be prepared for this and to not disbelieve that it's possible or that it's true. Our own God has warned us about these, these beings. He hasn't given us a complete breakdown of what exactly they look like. He hasn't told us the number there are, but you can only guess, but it's all supernatural. When you think about this, our world, we were told by our God, is run by Satan, by Lucifer, the fallen, the, the first fallen one who had a band with him that fell, and then more came later that fell, and then the ones that fell 
after Lucifer, it's said that they created more beings. They created creatures, and they were splicing DNA and creating creatures that were abominations to God. You know, they created giants. You know, I, I believe that they, they actually created ETs. And God knows how these, some of these creatures that we see that look like men, they're like half men, half something else. It's crazy. So Satan runs our world. And we each have governments. Who runs these governments? Who else would run it? And for us to believe that it hasn't been corrupted, that everything we've been taught hasn't been corrupted or manipulated. It's it's been we've been programmed and led to believe things that aren't true. You know, the teachings. It's infiltrated every aspect of what we have been taught. But the truth is here. And again, this is why we are here. And I want you all to know, no matter what gets discussed on this show, I stand with God. I read my Bible or have it read to me online because God is in there. The teachings of Jesus are beautiful. And in his book, he teaches love and all things good. And that's the bottom line. I believe God has taken me here on this journey, and I believe he wants us to know the truth. These creatures no longer care about being hidden. That's apparent. They're coming out more and more. Things are shifting. And I believe we're in a great battle. And it's drastically amping up. So put on that armor of God every single day. I love you all. Have a wonderful evening or rest of your day wherever you are. Stay safe. Say your prayers. God bless you all. And I will be back soon. Take care.